0: up welcome to another episode of the free therapy show it's your boy paul aka fuzzy handsome hey it's b ron aka mr old school new man we are coming to you together for the first time for our show after about two or three years of doing this we finally got in the same city at the same time how that feels right? yo uh
1: live and direct as they say we live and direct man uh shout out to the a
0: glad to be down here got to do this more often Definitely got to get you in Atlanta more often. Shout out to the Russell Center as well for hosting us this afternoon as we kind of get our show together and, and try to bring it to you from a new format. So, uh, Mr. Ron, last time we spoke, man, we were searching for a speaker of the house. We have a speaker. What's this man's name again? Uh, Mike Jones? Oh, no. Mike. <laughs> Who? Yeah, Mike Jones. No, it's, uh, Mike Johnson, is it? Mike Johnson, speaker of the house, man. And and from what I understand, this guy is the best Speaker of the House we ever going to have. He's coming for all the people, liberal, conservatives, whatever. He's here to save our lives. Hey,
1: I hope that's true. I really <laughs> do hope that's true. But, man, um, I've learned to be somewhat uh, optim- optim- uh realistic. Okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm realistic about it. I'm hoping that uh, this guy can figure out a way for both sides to govern again because mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's been the problem thus far. It's like uh, we're dug in on both sides mm-hmm. and especially at the speaker position. You know, I, I get you're going to have a, a right-wing conservative and a, a left uh, liberal, but You know, at some point for the government to function for people's lives not to be impacted, the government has to learn how to govern. And I hope that begins with this guy.
0: Yeah, man, we go through this cycle of evolution where we're kids and we don't know how to play together and we're all spoiled and selfish. Then hopefully we grow up and grow Uh, a little bit older and mature a little bit and we learn how to collaborate and work together and then apparently we get elected into Congress and become kids again and it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. So, uh, sounds like we got the lesser two, three, four, five, six evils out of the Republican Party um, uh, where this guy seems to have a consensus among his caucus that he's going to be able to get some things done but certainly worried definitely watching him with a raised eyebrow to kind of see what kind of bills he's pushing forward i know the first major issue they're working on right now is some uh funding relief for israel in a war that we may or may not agree with Mm. uh i'll tell you right now it looks pretty bad to me from the israel side just bombing these people who didn't have opportunity to get out of the way of the bomb but um funding for israel is it tied to ukraine is it tied to the government which is scheduled to shut down here in another what two and a half weeks three weeks (sighs) tick tock tick tock tick tock so uh we we stay in this same cycle again like you said because uh these guys just don't get together and work together very often yeah i'm i'm uh kind of watching the
1: situation from a, a concern perspective as far as being connected still to that uh job that is in the government but um you know, that being one of the first topics that he has to tackle is not going to be an easy thing because he's got to deal with the folks within his own party and his constituents, but also having to govern America. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's what uh, politicians often forget is getting there and, you know, being tied to their constituents and not understanding at the Congress level that you're responsible for America, Mm -hmm. not just the folks in your Mm -hmm. neck of the woods, but everybody and what is uh you know concerning everybody and you know like you said with uh Israel and Palestine like hey man i am interested to see how this thing developed is is been going on for centuries and now you know we're just in the modern day part of it uh politically it's it's a very t- touchy subject very but touchy. i think uh america is aligned uh with israel and it's tough to watch innocence you know be exploited and have people die, like you said, without having the opportunity to even escape the fate mm-hmm. of uh the bombs that mm-hmm. are being directed their way, women and children and you know, both of us being connected to the military and yep. knowing, you know, there's certain rules of engagement. Yep. And it seems like we conveniently forget those rules when
0: we're on depending on which side of the issue we're on. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, for sure, man. I don't want to get into the whole Israel Why do we support them and and, um, unapologetically support them uh, debate right now? Because that's going to take way more than what we got time for today, man. But um, I think it's certainly something to peel back and take a look at. Do we unconditionally support Israel? What's our real motivations behind that? You know, just real quick on the moral standing. um, You know, it's just not very Christian like to be sitting here dropping bombs on people who can't get out the way or up, like them he said it he uh, said it oh you done opened it <laughs> under up the now. disguise of the bad guys are hiding out up underneath you mm-hmm. uh, we got to exterminate everything above it to get to the, the underneath caverns and, and tunnels that they're working in um, definitely makes me feel a certain kind of way glad I'm not super affiliated with the military anymore so I can have my thoughts and speak my thoughts on it but uh yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh it's like we
1: said, it's kinda dicey, but I I don't think I um unconditionally support anything mm-hmm. or anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's one thing I try to do with the tax dollars. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I can't control, yeah. I can't control. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh as far as my uh moral thoughts on it and, and being unconditionally aligned with something, like I try to always keep a independent mind when it comes to things. Uh even challenging my own beliefs and my my um stances on stuff, you know, have to revisit. Mm-hmm. Like, well why did I think this was okay, you know, at this time, you know, you always have to be trying to uh figure out what is the actual right uh direction to take or the right stance to have on something and watching innocence be destroyed uh in the name of defense of a nation or whatever it's like you got to find a way to do that without taking the lives of innocent people because you end
0: up creating the thing you think you're exterminating exactly you know exactly long-term view create more terrorists out here with this action that we're watching today man but certainly something for our new speaker of the house mike johnson aka the third uh, person in line to the presidency who? He just fell into it. He just fell into it, man. So we got to keep Joe Biden and Kamala Harris alive or we're going to have President Johnson walking around here and we don't even know who this guy is, man. man how scary so- is that? Hey, that's how it works. That's how it works, you know.
1: all you Your need constitution. Is some- yep. Yeah, mm. all you need is a majority, a majority of votes,
0: and you can get whoever you want. Though <laughs> even
1: Mike Jones, you can get Oof. Mike Jones in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. So, like I said in the introduction, we're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, this weekend, where my boy uh, Mister Old School New has visited. But we also had another visitor re- uh, recently in the city, man. You heard of this guy Keith Lee? I know who he is now. If you didn't know, now you know. Man, somebody sent me a message, Keith Lee killing your city. (laughs) And so, me being a wrestling fan, I am. I know Keith Lee as the AEW wrestler, (laughs) former WWE wrestler, uh, Wichita Falls Finest, Keith Lee. Mm. Uh, And I was like, oh, snap, Keith Lee back. (laughs) That's too funny. That's too and funny. then I looked this cat up and he looked nothing like the wrestler Keith Lee, man. What is going on, uh, Mr. Old School New? You got any any restaurant critiques in your time here? Um, actually no, I
1: don't I don't um Better not. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, Atlanta's treated me well, so I'm I'm always, you know, happy to be here. I am a fan of customer service though. I okay. am a fan of customer service. Let's like dig uh, into it. Finding out who Keith Lee was, you know, he's really popular. I think uh over fourteen million followers between TikTok and Twitter and everywhere else. Um and uh Former UFC guy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, lightweight wrestler, uh, mm-hmm. a lightweight wrestler, or lightweight fighter um, for uh, MMA fighter for UFC. Um, you better have Pretty, hands pretty, skin, hey, hey that's what they say. That's <laughs> what they say. He got them hands and, and he's about that life. But, um, you know his life after ufc kind of evolved um where he went through a part where he was really struggling financially and doing these things but he always kind of remained true to who he was and ended up you know starting to uh record and do things like that and now he is here he is now
0: 14 million followers and can shut down your favorite restaurant mm, can shut it down man it's so funny Uh, Because I've been to the restaurant That he's critiqued here in Atlanta Most popularly And uh, maybe I'm just Accustomed to Atlanta style of speaking Or or What Southern hospitality has Evolved into and make no Mistake about it even if I'm Accustomed to it I'm not necessarily Always walking away happy uh, With the customer service here in different Locations in the city and then there's probably Also another extension that we need To add into it of the Uh, You know, like before Christ, after Christ Mm -hmm. uh, symbolism that they would put in the decades and the centuries. We probably need to say before COVID and after COVID when Uh, we start talking uh, about work conditions and customer service and people who are going back to work and doing those sorts of things and everything. Uh, The place, the establishment, food is top notch. I wish we had time. We go over there right now. Um, Food is top notch. They're honey, butter, biscuits. Oh man, dreamy, dreamy Mm. But if his issue is really With the customer service of the place I would probably say Man I go to a lot of establishments now Where if if I go to an establishment Where I'm paying top dollar To eat Those restaurants Seem to have a higher priority On only hiring The best people to extend Their customer service wishes Out to their clientele now, if we go over to uh, places that are not top dollar, which uh, The Real Milk and Honey, it's a, it's a reasonably priced establishment. It's not cheap by any means, but it's reasonably priced. I would say their number one mission up to this point, I don't know how they're gonna change after this fiasco, look like they're gonna make some changes, but I would say their number one Uh, determination was probably more on food quality and less on uh, customer service. When we went there one time as a group after my uh, daughter graduated college, uh, we kind of got lost in the shuffle and and had a little bit of a, a scar from that. But once we sat down, you know, they were attentive to us. They took care of us. Uh, We processed in, ate and got out of there in a timely manner. I thought we got our food in a good manner and I don't mean to do my own review of the place to kind of balance it out. I'm just saying, um, I didn't notice it so terribly that it it left a stain on me. As a matter of fact, I keep trying to get back over there but Atlanta had so many restaurants that I haven't been back over there since early this year. Uh, But I will also say this, I can pick any restaurant in Atlanta like, again, that's not going to be my top dollar where their number one priority seems to be customer service and go there, and it's a roll of the dice mm-hmm. because of the the um, the people who are in the job market right now and, and how they're allowed to be. Uh, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I understand Keith Lee is um, building his empire based off of his own thoughts, and I don't really delve in that, Reality too much. Uh, I just go in, get what I need, and come out. And whatever the service is, that's gonna kind of determine what my tip or or even my comments back to the establishment is, or maybe even my patronage of the establishment going forward. Mm. If it's super super bad, uh, but I don't have I don't have big beef with customer service. But my food better be good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, two things I, I would probably like to address. Um, one you said about you know before COVID and after COVID, I think that's really important because I think if we're all being uh, honest, we can say you, there's a noticeably different, noticeably noticeably, noticeably. different um, atmosphere around customer service and restaurants and in the service industry after COVID. You know, it's harder to keep people in those jobs. I mean, there's a bigger conversation to have about you know how much you make per hour and if that job is able you know something you can really put your time into um but also the part you said about what you're accustomed to in atlanta Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now i would like to say probably if you haven't you know followed or know who keith lee is then you probably are not aware that there's like he comes from i think they live in california Mm -hmm. um he has a certain personality that i think sometimes a lot a lot of what he says gets lost in translation Mm -hmm. because of how he says it and how he films it Mm -hmm. but um he's very direct i think he's had a lot of like uh what is it uh Public anxiety and stuff, anxiety that he deals with. So, recording was like his way to kind of
0: mitigate that Right. It it his, his
1: therapy. His therapy. Look at that. Look mm-hmm. at that. <laughs> well done. Well played, <laughs> sir. Um, but uh, he did that to kind of mitigate how he talks to people because he doesn't really relate, and like his personality doesn't cross over to people. Mm-hmm. So, that's his biggest thing is recording. That's just stuff I've learned about him. But um He's very, very uh, consistent in how he reviews places. If he likes it, then his followers tend to patronize the business, and like he says, "You're out of here." Like that, your business is getting ready to take off, and he's done that with a number of small black businesses, uh, probably uh, more than a handful, more than you know, two handfuls, uh, where he, you know, is gone in and blessed these restaurants with whatever their sales were for the whole day. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pay you that." Like, because you stayed here and you didn't know who I was, but mm-hmm. you gave me good customer service. And that's, you know, kind of his approach. He wants everybody to be treated the same. But I think the caveat to that is just being in Atlanta, just just based on this weekend alone, being in Atlanta, I will say, I know you guys are accustomed to living here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the prices and everything, like uh, my wife was asking me, "Well, how everything was going?" My daughter was like, "Okay, how?" I was just like, "It's Atlanta. Like you have to adjust when you come here. If you know where you're going and what you're going to do, you everywhere is not going to accommodate you, just like that. Yeah, you, there's going to be a weight involved because this city is huge. It's mm-hmm. like that's the thing that always uh, astounds me when I get here." Is I ne- I always take for granted just how big Atlanta is and just how it continuously is moving and how many people are here. So I think that's the caveat I would probably give to any place uh, that is experiencing customer service problems. I've had my own issues in my hometown of Columbia, South Carolina. You know, certain businesses. I just uh, you know I I try to patronize businesses mm-hmm. when I can. Uh, especially little mom uh mom and pop places but i i give you opportunity normally two i'll i'll kind of take if i go on a friday night you know what i mean like i know it's friday night you're Mm -hmm. you're probably overwhelmed you're a little busy whatever Mm -hmm. so the next time i won't go on a friday night i'll go on a tuesday afternoon now if you get me twice you know I i don't know like like uh My man, President Bush, said it's a saying in Texas. It's a saying in Texas. It's a saying in Texas. (laughs) I don't know if it's here, but fool me once. Shame on, shame on, you know. Fool fool me won't fool me again. Won't fool me (laughs) again.
0: (laughs) You know, you you don't get twice with me. Like, that's it, bro. You done. So if I
1: go twice and you have that thing and I know I varied the time that I come and I didn't come when it was real super
0: busy, but the customer
1: service was still the same.
0: Yeah, I'm probably not coming back Okay, I can respect that Here's what I probably get a little um, A little crunchy about Though is one person Being able to form His own opinion from his own Experience or her own experience And Pushing it out to the masses as a Representation of what this Company or this person Or what have you is Like maybe 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 Keith Lee came to the real milk and honey at a stressed out time for that restaurant. Um uh, that restaurant when it's open and when it's thriving, all of the times are stressed out cuz it's not open all day long. It's compacted. It's got a great reputation for great food here in the city and people really uh go there especially brunch time. Like that's their main thing, brunch. And so to have reports of the sidewalk being empty around it or um, um, empty seats in the restaurant kind of shocks me because the city kind of loves the real milk and honey. Oh yeah, their, their reviews people. are off the charts. Um, you know,
1: just on a basic standard, if you look at their food reviews, mm-hmm. like they're over four stars, mm-hmm. even and that and that's up over two thousand, three thousand reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, they're consistent. Food wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just that probably the knee jerk reaction of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you have to be careful if you're a, an establishment that does a lot of business. Mm-hmm. You have to be uh, very cognizant of how your managers are starting to respond, yeah. how your yeah. uh, uh, upper level management responds to these things. Oh, yeah. And you have to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening. At the ground level, absolutely, at all times, and I think that's where they probably fumble that mm-hmm. because the two things he doesn't want is he doesn't want anybody to treat him different because he's Keith Lee. Yeah, but also he'll say too, hey, this is my opinion. Don't base what you think about this restaurant off of my opinion you yeah. need to go to the restaurant and check it out for yourself and do your own follow up and say you know i went during this time and it was a little better or or i went during that time and it was worse or whatever and that might be a little bit uh what's the word uh naive naive, naive. La- might be yeah it <laughs> might be a little naive <laughs> might be a little naive yeah naive
0: or flawed yeah because yeah, he has a lot of power i don't normally jump in on you a mm-hmm. lot but I gotta jump in right here because yeah, if Keith Lee comes into this this center right here, we have the mayor coming here, we have Killer Mike coming here, we have Waka Flocka coming here. The people react differently to these people walking mm-hmm. into the door just off GP. Ain't nothing you could do about that. Right, If I'm in a restaurant kind of establishment, especially now where I see this happening, everybody who works for me is gonna know who Keith Lee is, Mm -hmm. what he looks like, right? Or any other, my man from, what is it, Bad Kitchen, Devil's Kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. If he walks in here, somebody better 5-0, 5-0. Five oh five oh. Somebody better real <laughs> ski it. Yeah. Something man. Let us know. My, ski, yeah. that my man no. don't walk into this building, cause yeah, we're we're about to be on our p's and q's. Coming from the military. Mm-hmm. If the commander said he coming over to your building, wrong. What's about to happen in that hey, building? Hey man, everybody gonna get tight. Hey, everybody getting tight. Hey, that again. building gonna be clean, is uh-huh. it? It ain't been that clean since last time the commander came to that building, Mm -hmm. bruh. Like, that's what's about to happen. And for him to say, treat me no different than any other customer, that's just BS at this point, right? And then um, the other thing, too, that I would say about Keith Lee uh, and his attempt to say, don't take my review as as standard, go for yourself. Uh, But then he profits off his reviews that he's given Um, To me, that's just the mixed message of it When you have a review site Where all you're doing is reviewing And that's where you're making your money And your profitability And your celebrity status is being enhanced by this To then try to downplay it and say But I ain't doing nothing I ain't causing any harm Mm -hmm. Like To me, that's kind of stepping back From the responsibility that you're carrying In the community I'll give you something that's personal to us Sports cards Mm-hmm. And my man, the sports card investor. Uh huh. Uh huh. When he says a card is hot, that card gets hot because everybody going to get it. Cause mm-hmm. sports card investor said this card is hot. What well, if sports card investor don't already bought it cold? Uh huh. And now he come out and say this card well, is. hot. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Hey man, you carry that responsibility when you got that following. So don't come out here and try to tell me, hey, I don't carry this responsibility. Go for yourself you got to measure your words and what you're doing because they're going to impact businesses and where I work it's close and near to my heart small black businesses in particular when you start impacting those then I take some real uh, offense to that stuff if you're not using your words carefully so uh, Keith Lee got them hands so I'm only going to say so much about it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but from way over here uh, I Uh, I, hear you I hear
1: you man I think I'm I'm you know, I'm understanding your perspective, Uh, but I think also, you know, the bigger conversation to have, and and that's especially if we're going to talk black businesses in the food service industry is, you know, putting a little bit of care into how you, I mean, especially if you're dismissive, because they're 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 getting smart. Yeah. Like you yeah. got to think under. Undercover boss, you yes. got to think that level of yeah, absolutely uh, uh, absolutely conniving, where they're they're really being smart about how he goes in here. So absolutely. he's never walking directly in. It's gonna be his family who he never shows. Yeah. It's gonna be somebody that he brings that you'll never know who it is. So, like, hey, okay, the time's got to raise all the boats. I like, appreciate hey, that, you know. Um, especially that. if you're on that the level of a milk and honey where
0: you're you a And I'm not absolving still small, any business mm-hmm. of doing its best every single day. Right. That's what I tell my, my clients here at this job here. Every single customer is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Every single customer. So, I'm not absolving anybody, right? Okay. But, uh, yeah, man, this food industry is crazy, man. So, if I say these restaurants to you, which... May have or may not have good reviews over time. Maybe Keith Lee don't even visit these restaurants. Uh, what would they have in coming to you, uh, Miss Old School New? If I say Applebee's, Chili's, Olive Garden, Aha, Denny's, Cheesecake Factory.
1: Oh man, sound like a, a list of restaurants that I
0: love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely uh, love What uh, if I, I threw a I red listen? lobster, Buffalo of wild wings, Wingstop stop? My favorite date night places? Favorite Wait. date night places. Yeah. Who are you taking on a date to these places, uh, Miss um, Old School New? I'm taking the missus, man. Okay, that, that's, okay. that's, that's them. My spots. Okay. What's, what's the problem with them? Well, before she's the missus, if you going on your first date there, that's a big no-no now. What? It, it's a Bring list it out. out here, bro. <laughs> it's a list out here. You cannot take a woman on a first date to Chipotle, to Applebee's, to Cheesecake Factory, oh, Weenstop, Red oh, Lobster, uh, a hookah bar, uh, <laughs> church. What? <laughs> church. Can't take them man. to church. Uh, man. What you think about this list? It's hard out here dating nowadays, huh? <laughs> hey man, I see
1: it all the time where they say the dating pool got pissy. <laughs> they say the dating pools full of piss. Um, Yo, know, it's crazy, but I think it's relative to where we find ourselves. Right. Uh, I think it's relative, uh, very much so. Um, I don't know now. I don't want to step into nothing. I don't want to step into nothing. I'm stepping I, in. I, I, want, I want to know who do we hold responsible for this level of diabolical planning <laughs> on a first date? Yo, like a first date. I'm trying. Hey, I don't know you. I don't know you
0: like. That. I don't know you like that. Just like I can't take you on a long road trip or something because we might not jive like that. Right. I also can't take you nowhere. I got to empty my wallet. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Hey, I'm tracking. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you.
1: (laughs) But I think there's a a, some a a movement underway. (laughs) Maybe it's a whole movement, but something is happening where there's a shift in how women view exactly what they think a man is supposed to do Ooh, on a first I date. I said you weren't going to step in. I didn't want to, man. <laughs> I didn't want to. But I, I'm safe. I'm safe. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I like cheese. I like <laughs> cheesecake factory. <laughs> if, if, if I'm not there, we're going Louisiana chicken pasta yes, all sir. day long.
0: Yes, so sir. They don't I'm make it like Atlanta no more.
1: And I get a slice of cheesecake on the top. <laughs> Bruh, I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a Beyonce fan. And Beyonce told you what she's doing, and, and she'll take you to Red Lobster. <laughs> if you do all right, she'll take you to Red Lobster. So
0: Name drop.
1: Who are these people?
0: Bruh, I'm just saying, look, man. So, I ain't rich, but I'm all right. Mm-hmm. right? I ain't walking around here penniless either, man. But if I'm meeting a young lady... Um, and we're going out on the first date Um, And I happen to be in the mood For a piece of cheesecake Then the first thing I'm going to say is Hey you want to go to Cheesecake Factory uh, Man If that closes the door on me She just ain't the woman for me Like then I feel I, like I, I feel like I've been saved That's the barometer And Dude, I'm going to go to that. Cheesecake Factory you to celebrate that. Yes, you know sir. yes sir Mr. Wrong I had to draw the line On this list man <laughs> They said sporting events, bruh. Oh, sporting Lord. Events. Oh, you out the door. You out the door. Bruh, with, uh, have you played? Uh, uh, go to a game lately? <laughs> <laughs> if I can't feed you for the price of them two tickets at one of these other restaurants, like, man, if I take you to a sporting event, you don't want. You mm-hmm. don't want. Because, hey... That's kind of another therapeutic form for me. I love going to sporting events. I love leaving my job. I work right around the corner from State Farm Arena, man. And some of my most favorite nights or days at work is when I get to walk out of the front of my building, go around to my truck and grab my scooter, and scoop my behind around to State Farm Arena and watch the Atlanta Hawks play. Where the food in there ain't cheap either, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I've gone on a date at a basketball game where we went there to eat and we watched basketball. Man, that's two for the price of one, right there. How can how can that not be well received? I, that's I mean, <clears throat> back to
1: you know when we first start the topic, I, and I'm trying to figure out what is the basis of the first date, mm-hmm. and and I think that's where the conversation really lies. Is what are we? What are you basing this off of? If you're a woman and I come to you with Cheesecake Factory or Olive Garden or Chili's or man, Applebee's, Dollar Rita's. Apple Real. They went Dollar Rita's. So I mean, <laughs> if, if you know, we just going somewhere to have conversation, eat, vibe, see what everything is like. What What are you basing the value of your time on? Mm. Just because you are who you are and. This is what my time costs? Yeah. I mean, are we making it transactional? Because yeah, it feels ooh. transactional.
0: Ooh, man. You, it you feels transactional. stepping in it. You trying to
1: swim in hey, it. Hey, yo, I'm going to call a duck a duck. Mm, you glad, know what glad. I mean? Okay. So that's that's just what it gives to me. because that And that's where I think the shift is. Because for so long, like my heyday in the 90s and the early 2000s, like the energy was still, you know, <clears throat> let's vibe, let's, Mm-hmm. Getting to know each other, see mm-hmm. if we on the same page, mm-hmm. talking whatever, like you know, Cheesecake Factory, girl, you ain't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a ways down, that's
0: down the road. That's down the road. Yeah. Down. Now, now you Cheesecake Factory ain't good. What well, has happened? And and when can we go to Cheesecake right. Factory? Because that's one of my favorite places. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Miss Old School New Man, where I grew up in South Georgia, uh, I can't even say when the Olive Garden got to Albany. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I just know I didn't grow up going there, right? And so in a city like Albany, Georgia, or a city like Macon, Georgia, or a city like Ty Georgia, mm-hmm. or a city like, um, uh, Orangeburg, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. People are giving their right arm to go on a date to
1: hey, the man. Olive Garden. Hey man, goes shout out to Goldsboro, shout, shout out, out to the Goldsboro, <laughs> the Hey, Pearl I think we south. I think all the women from Goldsboro got a realistic imagination. Okay,
0: <laughs> you know what I'm do you remember that yes. realistic yes. imagination? You know,
1: realistic <laughs> expectations. Like, I think, uh, uh, and going back, to, uh, I hate to tie it back, but like, if we're talking. The uh, cheesecake factory not being good enough, and you guys are, are lining up on weekends at brunch spots that charge you, overcharge you for everything, mm-hmm. but you can't wait to go there with your homegirl. Mm-hmm. But now you can't go to the cheesecake mm-hmm. factory with me. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. So I, I think it's some kind of correlation between the relation of men and women and where things are now and uh-huh. men get to a place where they kind of fed up. <laughs> you know, that's that's how we get the Cheesecake Factory and the whole thing happening on the internet with the, the young lady refusing to get out the car yes. at the Cheesecake yes. Factory yes. and yes. the gentleman that was dating her obliged her.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Whereas let me take I would have called the cops. Right. <laughs> Somebody's in my car, uh-huh. I, I ain't even, they ain't even got permission to be in there. No. <laughs> they were supposed to be in cheesecake. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, he took her on to the house. I would she have caught been in a lot of there with my
0: banana cream cheesecake with the glazed strawberries <laughs> on top, eating like, and walked out to my car. Oh, I gotta call the cops. Somebody in my car. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. man, but again, man. So, it's only so many Atlantas out there, only so many Miamis and Chicagos and New Yorks. There's only so many of these cities out here, man. What are people in these smaller cities doing? They're not going on dates? Hey, yo, they're keeping a the realistic expectation. That's what I'm and, saying, man. And
1: I think Small that's... Small town girls. Hey, hey, we might be on the mm-hmm. something, but mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't know if you out there in the dating pool no get away get away from the big cities <laughs> and, and, or find you somebody in a big city with a realistic mm-hmm. expectation you know and i think that's really what it gets down to like uh first dates and and, and i think a lot of things are happening on the internet i think that's another part social of media it. That's social media going to and, and the internet is it's also impacting this but also how people relate you know uh long ago long long time ago you know you had to get a phone number Mm -hmm. y'all talked on the phone when you met Mm. or or whatever like that first date had a lot more pressure on it Mm -hmm. from the getting to know you Mm side, getting to feel you out and see what you're really like whereas now people put everything on the internet so all of that stuff is there and now they're looking to, oh, if you take me on first date, they got their phone out. They, yeah. they take yeah. the pictures of the food, the place, everything else but you. Yes.
0: Big so, pack. I don't know, man. Man. It's tough out here. I'm going to tell you, man, as a, as a single man out here transversing through these lanes and highways, I just devised me a new test, dog. Mm. Every first date of mine. Every <laughs> single <laughs> one of oh. them. Is going somewhere on this list right here?
1: Oh, that's nice. And that's nice, you you out there Every single you birthday, that out.
0: hey, Olive Garden. You got a choice tonight: is Olive Garden chilies or Applebee's? If I really like you, I'ma throw Cheesecake Factory <laughs> on, <there laughs> on top. Like, hey, that's my spot. If you you ain't down with Cheesecake Factory, you ain't down with me. That's oh, all yo. I got to say. Hey man, that sounds like a t-shirt. Hey, <laughs> that
1: <laughs> that hey, hey, sounds like a t-shirt.
0: Yeah, that might be. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, Brian, before we uh, get out of here and everything, man, your boy Dion, Colorado, where all they fans go? Man, I'm looking for them. I'm looking
1: for them. I, I'm entertained. You know, <laughs> look, look, look. Oh, hey, I'm entertained by watching sports and and watching things develop. Uh, over a certain amount of time so I try not to knee jerk react with anything um and I knew and we said you know going in this is going to be a tough task yo mm-hmm. like my, my top three worst jobs in America gotta be college football head coach
0: mm-hmm. uh college basketball head coach and a, and a dude th- taking a woman out on a first date <laughs>
1: <laughs> them got to be the three worst jobs in the country right now and I don't know why he signed up for it. I, uh, you know, he he has a long term plan. Him and God got a long term plan. Mm-hmm. But right now, God taking him through the wilderness. <laughs> Dion is experiencing when a they, walk
0: in the wilderness. When they say spare the rod, spoil the child, uh-huh. and right now the rod is not being spared <laughs> on Colorado and Dion. But you know, honestly, from from our perspective, I'll say, and we're not experts by any means, but long-time followers of college football, and in particular, Mm -hmm. two big sports fans Mm -hmm. especially. uh, Knowing what the team was last year and what what it is this year, you just don't normally get that kind of turnaround with just one class and And we kind of saw what was coming down the road. We definitely saw a USC, an Oregon, a Washington on that schedule and how he had to uh, be able to navigate through that. We didn't see a Stanford down by 29 come back and rise up and clip them at the end. But those things do happen too from time to time. Here's the part that makes me itch a little bit though when I think about it. Um, Stephen A. Smith. Um the Rock, Uncle Shannon, uh, Lil Wayne, Percy Miller. That's a P was I there, was about man. To say MC Hammer and the <laughs> Hammer tones. Everybody was on this sideline, man. Where they at? That's
1: that's us in a nutshell. You know, when you're hot, you hot, you know, and especially now. It's, it's two things. Like, it's American to love a winner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody loves a winner. Uh, perennial powerhouses uh uh what they say is uh dynasties and those kind of things they normally have the fringe fans mm-hmm. the fans that are just hey, I'm gonna watch whoever ever's winning, but I think that's more prevalent within our own community like hey man they they're gonna champion Dion, he's a great head coach, he's a black head coach, so you know kudos to him, but um college football is a little different. Mm-hmm. of a beast of tame. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it takes work and it takes time right. and it takes your loyalty to whatever the program, the coach, and his direction, like even between coaches and fan bases or coaches and alumni, mm-hmm. like that loyalty has to be locked in mm-hmm. for that program to succeed. Mm-hmm. You might get short success, a short-term mm-hmm. success, but if that alumni and that coach don't lock in Mm -hmm. with a long-term kind of uh, commitment, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a problem. You cannot recruit in that kind of atmosphere. So, um, understanding that, you know, even as a Clemson fan and having my own walk in the wilderness Mm -hmm. this year, like, I'm okay with it because... This is a long term thing that yep. I've been involved with. Yep. So I don't see it in the short term parts like you would look at the stock market. They tell you if you invest in long term, mm-hmm. you invest in long term, you can't watch the market day to yep. day because you're gonna have a heart attack. Yep. So we that's that's kinda like this. <laughs> that's yeah. kinda like this, you know. If you're a Colorado fan, I don't know where you are. Like if you're a true Colorado fan, like if I'm a true Colorado fan, I'm nervous right yep. now because I don't feel long term here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't feel long term here. Yeah. I feel like, what is this? This is in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ride with it in the moment. But my concerns are gonna be long term. Yes. Now if you're a fringe fan of football, college football, then you're gonna go up and down. Yeah. The first four games you sky high, man. Yeah. Y'all yeah. y'all stock market yeah. is riding high. Yeah. But once y'all took that first ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's where some people, out. some people got off. Some people sold at that point. And I think that's yep. where these
0: fans are. Yeah, man. So I agree with everything you just said about the long term prospects of it. And I just wanna say this first and foremost. We're not haters. Mm-hmm. We're not Dion Sanders haters. Well, we're not Colorado haters. We're not haters in general of anything. Um I do pick at it though. <laughs> I do laugh <laughs> at. It. We started off the year. We started off the year with a, a show title. When's the last time you went to a Jackson State game? Uh huh. And now we pick up this one, and this isn't going to be the title, but I could very easily ask, "When's the last time you went to a Colorado Buffaloes game?" Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love black and old gold like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but. That's not my team. And I'm not abandoning my team, especially right now where our stock is at an all-time high. But I'm not abandoning my team even in the down moments. Like you said, long-term speaking, in the process, we got to keep moving forward. I'm not abandoning my team to pick up the hot guy and, and run with it. Um, Dion is amazing. He's doing amazing things. But Dion is also not so amazing in some other areas that I would love to see him work on. If my son is going to Colorado to play football, I would want the media to pick up what my son is doing more than what Dion is saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the self-promotion and everything. I just think the program ultimately has to be about what the kids are doing on the field for it to really, really, truly work. And that's how we can have a guy Uh, like Dion go to Jackson State and raise that profile of that program up and then deflate everybody when he actually leaves and goes and takes care of his own life and family, which is what he should be doing, making a selfish decision about where he's going to work instead of being labeled the Messiah and the Savior and having to stay here because of our good fields mm-hmm. and then go to Colorado and give these kids opportunity and give that community hope. And then when his next good thing comes along, then he leaves and we begrudge him again for making a personal decision where we're allowed to make these personal decisions every single day. I support Dion from afar. Dion gets into the college um, football playoffs at some point, I would smile if they win and everything. I wouldn't have a problem with it. If Michigan win, Ohio State win, I got a problem. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't like those programs. But if Dion wins, then I'd be like, I, I can sleep tonight. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Right. that. That's not that bad or whatever. Um, but I'm not going to sell everything in terms of making sure that the world knows that I'm with Dion. I'm with mm-hmm. Dion. I'm with my team that I, I come with all this way, and I support Dion too, and what he does from afar. But again, seeing everybody go to the games, the highest-rated TV game, it became Club Dion, or Club Prime or Club <laughs> Colorado, whatever you want to call it, for the first month of the season. And now to hear nobody say anything about it, no social media posts or anything, it just kind of makes me giggle again to say, Hey, there we go! Yeah, yeah, there you got to go. get
1: your chuckles in on that
0: one, man. <laughs> there um, we go. Because you know the the long term
1: process of it all is like it's it's fun to watch in the in the now and the present, you know, when when those kind of things are happening. But that's the wave, and you got to kind of stay in there for what comes after the wave. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that's just where we find ourselves with Colorado and the fans that are. Colorado, Buffalo fans, wherever y'all at, like, y'all, that's a real thing. Really? So I imagine there are, you know, fans that are, you know, on the edge of their seats right Absolutely. now wondering which way is this program going to teeter because, like I said, with college uh, college football head coach being what it is as far as a tough job, there's no no rest. Mm. Like, as soon as he gets through with this struggle of a season, however it turns out, it's recruiting time. Yes. And it's recruiting time right now. All the so time. So, y'all got to be on it right mm-hmm. now. And that's, you know, the, part of the headache mm-hmm. of, of being locked in with a college football program is you're not only concerned with today's win or loss, but you're also, hey, man, where we at on this recruit? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, are we, we locking this guy in? National signing day coming up? Like, we
0: those things are, are still yes. happening. Yeah, man. In the words of my, my coach, uh ABCs, baby. Always be recruiting. <laughs> Always be recruiting. <laughs> hey. Something. Okay. Maybe okay. they said recruiting. I don't know if that's in Texas. <laughs> I've ABCs. the yes. Yeah, <laughs> man. Hey. When we talk about long-term prospects, man, one thing that has withstood the test of time has been hip-hop. Hey, old school. New. Hey, man. Mr. Old School New Mister. I'm older than hip-hop. Yeah, man. Time to to open our topic up, man. Today we're going to go into a little bit of a conversation about Nas, your favorite MC. My um, favorite. In our Hip Hop at 50 segment for our show, man. Tell me about your love of Nas. Man, I I have to start the conversation with uh, kind of uh,
1: revisiting uh, Nas um, from the beginning and where he's been able to stay consistent And now, like uh, the last three years, his resurgence uh, with a project with Hit Boy, six albums in the last three years. uh, Magic one, two, and three, and King's Disease one, two, and three. And um, I'm a fan of Nas from the beginning, from '94, '93 actually, um, with Illmatic, and you know, Live at the Barbecue with Large Professor, like when he first jumped on a record. Uh, I can remember those things very clearly, and uh, what I have to say about him is he's just always been super consistent. Um, I've had moments where I've been up and down with Nas, but his musical influence and his effect on the culture has never wavered. Uh, I never thought I'd get to a point where I could see Nas and Jay-Z just uh, jump on a record casually, and poke fun at each other and have uh have these good kind of um uh interactions but also i have uh illmatic stillmatic, it was written uh streets disciple uh godson and then on the book end of that this uh latest series with uh with hit boy um i really love King's Disease 1, 2, and 3. I really love Magic 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and I think I have to take that into account of what the the um, current mood and, and uh, environment is with, within hip-hop. Like, uh, Nas has actually got a song, um, I believe it's on Magic 2 or King's Disease 2, where it's, it's called Fever. Mm-hmm. And it's basically him talking about his age him turning fifty mm-hmm. along the same time as hip hop was turning fifty, mm-hmm. and how hip hop has always been prevalent in his life, and how he has always been prevalent in the life of hip hop mm-hmm. so and it's called like it's called fever, but it's about him getting and turning fifty mm-hmm. and basically reflecting and those things I relate to on a real level because yep. I often have found myself like when I was growing up like i I remember having this like uh Moment when I turned thirty years old it was like, "Yo, what am I gonna do? Why do I still listen to so much rap music? Record an album? <laughs> never crossed my mind, yo. Never crossed my mind. Uh, I've written rhymes. I got a rhyme book. I, I do have that. Um, and uh, but never crossed my mind. But I did have this like moment where I kind of, you know, what? At what point do I grow up and I stop liking this music so much? Mm-hmm. And it never happened. Mm-hmm. And I never grew out of it. I I tried. I fought against it. I was like, you know what? I'm 35. I got kids. Man, I ain't got time to be listening. Man, that new record just dropped. <laughs> oh man, new. And I always come back to that. But Nas as an MC, it he just epitomizes you know all the things that I want in an MC i want the evolution the growth and it took him a while i will say that i think he went through a, a moment um before marrying khalees or uh like right right after the real beef with him and jay like uh there was a moment where i was like you know what that's the problem here is he's not evolving his his music is not evolving but it's soon soon after that it happened where it's like something clicked. He's he's always talked about his kids and those kind of things, but um, the music necessarily didn't correlate to where he was in life. And mm. that's a big thing for me with any MC. Mm. With any MC, mm. I know a brother going to kill me, but like I think that's what has always held the game from really getting to where he should have been because mm. his bar has never really mm-hmm. matured. Yeah. It's like in there, I can name several MCs. Like, this guy's really, really good. But when your music doesn't evolve with where you are in life, it, to me, it disconnects. Yeah, it disconnects. So, um, that's the one thing I think uh, Nas has been able to do other than staying relative. You know, he stayed relative a lot of times, he kind of stayed away and shied away from new artists. Uh, but I think once he embraced where hip hop was going like he had the whole hip hop is dead movement and all of that but once he kind of embraced the newness of what was happening without having it affect him and his bars like okay I'm gonna still give you grown man bars Mm -hmm. and I think uh, that was the controversy here a couple weeks ago with Drake's newest album it was like for all the dogs and, and it wasn't well received I thought it was a Drake product mm-hmm. so I was kind of shocked when people didn't receive it as a Drake product like I don't expect I, I do believe in apples to apples and oranges to oranges so I never expect to get something out of someone that doesn't do that mm-hmm. so folks were expecting like Joe Budden was like yo I don't want to hear Drake rapping the 25 year olds <laughs> he rapping the 25 year olds he's in his late 30s this is crazy yeah but he's rapping to sell records mm-hmm. and that's what you have to do, appeal to the mass audience the 25 year olds mm-hmm. So, and, and it wasn't well received but I think that's where Nas is capitalized, is he realized his market is where his market is, yeah. you know, a, he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna set the, the market on fire and sell outsell all your favorite rappers but his fans, they can always count on him to deliver a product for them. Mm. And so he continuously does that. And I just say shout out to him. Um, yo, I, I I had this this epiphany. I was like, hey man, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Nas might be the greatest <gasps> of all times, man. Of all times. Oh, and I yeah. it took a lot for me to get to that place because <laughs> I think I still hold Jay Z there. I'm just saying, if I If I compensate for Nas, because I have to compensate in a way that gives him credit for being able to deliver these last six albums Mm -hmm. consistently and have a level of quality that could could remain and and stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Jay could do that if he wasn't focused on all the other things that he's focused on. Yeah. And, and. It's time, I guess it's gonna come time for everybody to step away. I'm just really in a place of appreciation for what Nas has contributed. Okay. So that's my guy. I'm glad I got a chance on this show to be able to put that on the recording so people will know, you know, going forward, like that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Jay, I'm, I'm still the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world, but um, I'm also, right here
0: still pushing for Nas and and it's been that way since ninety three. Okay. I'm with you man. I hear. You. I appreciate what you said. It did sound to me like you said Nas had to get better because of Jay Z somewhere in there, but uh I agree. I okay. think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I'm not a Nas hater, man. Uh it was written is one of my all time classics, all time favorites. I know Nas fans probably go to maybe Illmatic and and a couple of others and everything but it was written hit me uh and kind of woke me up to Nas made me listen to Illmatic and Stillmatic and and a couple other Nas albums Godson and and which wasn't the best but he mm-hmm. has some every single Nas album is you're gonna walk away with at least one or two songs like man I listened to that one forever mm-hmm. um definitely recognize his talent and skill and contribution and and Nas is your guy, and I appreciate that, man. He's always been your guy as long as I've known you, too. So I wouldn't expect you to say anything different, uh, other than he's the goat. Where my goat kind of revolves around depending on what week we're talking and mm-hmm. everything. So when we get to my guy, uh, we're gonna have to do that over three or four shows. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get that. But man, I do appreciate your love of Nas and, uh, and love that you got a chance to kind of opine to him. Uh, his music and his contribution right here on our show. And get that off your chest, brother. I love it. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. I yo. wonder what Nas taking these women on the first date. <laughs> man, that's something else. <laughs> yo, if I ask you to go to Cheesecake Factory on the first date, and Nas ask you to go to Cheesecake Factory on they're the first going, date. They going, bro. They going. Are they going? Are they're they they're
1: going? They going. They going. Damn. Damn. Hey, man, there's mm-hmm. more to that topic. You know, I'm could just in the Waffle House on a right. first
0: date. There you go. Okay. There you go, man. A okay. hey. hey, damn show sure could take them to a sporting event <laughs> uh-huh. because they're going to sit courtside, right? <laughs> hey. What if I what if I had courtside seats and ask a woman on a first date to go with me to this game, and she says no? <laughs> and I got courtside. I've been known to sit courtside occasionally. Yo, they are, I hey, just sat in a suite yesterday,
1: man.
0: I can't take you to the game.
1: God, leave, boy. I don't okay. know. I don't know, man. I, I'm always. I'm always doing. I do this at the house all the time. I tell. I tell my daughters. I have daughters. I, I got two daughters. My wife. With you know. Two our conversations men. are always uh, centered a little to the feminine perspective right our conversations always lean to something they're having a problem with yeah but I I sit there and I say you know what if you can explain this contradiction <laughs> then you understand women yeah and a lot of times those are things that they can't explain mm. and the contradictions that are prevalent in this conversation right, right they could be a whole show unto itself that let's do how, that. do how do you have this kind of contradiction? Well, you'll do this for this guy, but I don't. What well, What are we doing here? Ooh, so man. I mean, that, it feels transactional. We got to find saying, us a woman to come on this. Yeah, we got to yeah. find
0: us a woman in the game mm-hmm. to come out here and kind of help us sort this out and everything, man. Because I can't take you to a sporting sporting event, but I could take you to a Beyonce concert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they what? in the same building, right? Right. We we ain't mad at the building though, right? No, like, no. Uh, you gonna eat the same food? It's still chicken fingers in there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, man. I, yeah. yeah, you can understand that. You understand women, Disgusting. but Kansas are you don't understand that. <laughs> but we love them anyway, right? <laughs> Hey, man, it's been great sitting here with you it, live in the flesh and doing this, man. We got to make sure we it do this. It feel right, dog.
1: It feel yeah. right. feel like this yeah. got to be the way gotta it's get done. We got to get
0: you a kitchen pass to come down here once a month so we hey, can do this. Hey, I, I think that's worth it. Kitchen pass. I think it's kitchen worth it. Kitchen pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, until next time, it's your boy Fuzzy Handsome. Hey, it's b a.k.a. Mr. Old School New. Mr. Old School Live New, in man. the A. Yes, sir. We're going to get out here and tear these A Streets up to see if we can do some restaurant reviews. Y'all have a good one. We out. Peace.